Hello everybody, welcome to this week's podcast. We are doing an open preview. It is down at Royal St George's down in uh, Sandwich in Kent. Pierce, we played there a couple of weeks ago. We're going to talk about the golf course. We're going to talk about the players. We're going to talk about Aaron. It's his first ever Open Championship, which is exciting. And then we're going to go through our picks, some of the shots that we're going to need around the golf course and uh, answer some of the questions. We're doing this live in in our private Facebook group as well. So we're going to answer some of your questions about the Open and uh, have a good discussion, Pierce. We've got a little bit of an outline, but I think we're going to go off on a few tangents here. Now, for you guys listening to the podcast, me and Pierce have recently filmed a a free video series, a five shots lower video series. Um, That is really, really good for anyone who wants to improve the game and save five shots off their their handicap, then take a look at it. We're going to put the link in the description in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. It's absolutely free. We talk about driving, we've got short game long, loads of different things in there to help your game, so make sure you check that out in the show notes. Okay, Pierce, let's talk about um, let's talk about the course first of all. Look, last time it was there was 2011, Darren Clark won. I remember, I remember bits of it. I remember the last day because it was tough weather, tough weather, and I remember him thinning a three iron over the bunker <laughs> on the last hole. And obviously he won. I mean, he shot five under par, I think. He won by three from DJ and Phil Mickelson. Um, and the cut was at three over. Let's talk about the course, because we played it a few weeks ago. We drove down there. Yep. We managed to play it with some, some competition winners from Adidas. Mm-hmm. And it was really our first proper look at the golf course, wasn't it? We didn't have many memories from it. What are your thoughts so, on the so course? I, I'd, I'd been there before to when Darren won, not obviously on the Sunday, but I was there that week. Um, I was. We did a we did a filming shoot down there with Tom. Tom as well. We played the fourth hole or the fifth hole, whichever one it was. That we played the other day as well. Um, but the impression of the golf course from there, it was, it was a little bit weird in a way because the RNA hadn't actually prepped it fully, if that makes sense. So they were letting it grow a little bit. Obviously, they want to let the rough grow, which we'll talk about in a moment. But the fairways and the greens were a little bit long. Obviously, they're going to be amazing this week. But the one thing that really stood out to me was how undulated the fairways were. I'm not talking about, oh, it's a right to left fairway or uphill or a downhill or a left to right fairway. I'm talking about it can be anything on the fairway. It was almost like, imagine this, it was almost like you took a picture of a wave coming in, crashing into the rocks and going water going in all different directions. Take a picture and then make that the fairway. It was unbelievable. Some of the mounds that you could have, you could have all sorts of lies. And I think this is going to be, it'll be interesting. I think it's going to be raining a little bit I think it's going to rain a little bit today, but other than that, it's going to be quite firm. And if those fairways, which have got golf balls flying into them, and you could go off at very different angles, you could have some really good shots hitting the middle of the fairway that could end up in the rough. So, again, the players will obviously have to look at that in their strategy when they're doing this. But I've got a few notes here on the course that we can, we can talk about. You know, it's a par 70. 7,200 yards. Now, it's not long, is it? So at at 7,200 yards, it isn't long, but at par 70 again, no, it's it's not really, is it? I mean, you you almost think you could knock it to a 69 with some of those Mm -hmm. with some of those holes. There's going to be a par four that's like I think it's the fourth or the fifth hole, the one with the 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 messed up green at the front. That's going to be a par four at 500 yards. Um, But the the rough when we saw it as well. If you miss it in the wrong place, you're going to lose your ball probably. You know, so there is there is plenty of rough up around the the golf course, not on both sides of the fairway. So there will be some relief on some of them, but I think the premium really is going to be if the wind gets up, which it may do, 
is that you're going to have to keep your ball flight low. You're going to have to put it in those fairways. You have to understand how the fairways are going to are going to affect how your golf ball bounces. And I think that was something that we looked at when we were playing and going, wow, how can you, some of the shots you're going to have to play from these lies are going to be strange. And then the greens, big greens in some places, lots of lots of slopes as well. Big so slopes. lag putting yeah, yeah. is going to be at a premium as well. But I actually really enjoyed the golf course when we played it, and I think I think I think they'll enjoy the test this week. It was interesting because we played with two winners of a competition from Adidas who had organised that. We went down there, coached them in the morning, played in the afternoon, had a bit of fun and a match and whatever. And the one guy went in the pro shop and said, "Oh, well, you know what? Any advice for going around the golf course?" And the pro said, "Hit it straight and put well." And then you play the golf course and you go, "Okay, well that makes sense. Obviously, it sounds easy. Oh, you hit it straight and put well." But you look at the golf course and hitting the fairway is going to be the most important thing because hitting the fairway gives you the opportunity to actually obviously have control on the, on the shot. Now, when we played there, we were going through, even though the course wasn't necessarily prepped, you've got the fairways. I wouldn't say they're super tight. There's a couple that are really tight, but they're very undulating. Um, and then you've got like a five-yard semi-rough. And then after that five yards, you've got the deep, deep stuff, haven't you? Yeah. Where you are, I mean, the, the, they're going to have some ball spotters there, but if you land in that stuff, if you find your golf ball, you are wedging out, pretty much you're wedging out, mm. and, and then, you, then you're trying to save par. So hitting the fairway is going to be a crucial part of it this week, and I think it's going to be interesting, Pierce, because we were just saying before we went on air, 7,200 yards, it's quite short. Do you think that, I'll ask you this question, do you think that actually that helps the bigger hitters or do you think it helps the shorter hitters? Do you think it brings them closer or do you think it actually suits the bigger hitters? What, what are your thoughts on that? I think it brings the, the, the shorter hitters closer, for sure. I think obviously the advantage of being a big hitter means that you can just get an iron out and you can blast two iron around a lot. We already spoke to Aaron about it. You know, Aaron's going to be hitting <coughs> some two irons when he's out there. But I think if you're a, it just brings shorter hitters into the, into the, into the play. I yeah, mean, I agree. Uh, you know, the, 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 as long as they're accurate, I mean, you can't be short and crooked. I mean, if the only thing you've got is a short game, that's not going to be good enough to win this tournament, obviously. You need to have some accuracy to your game. So whoever's going to win is going to have to be on it as far as ball striking is concerned. Yeah, I think, um, and I, I, I like it when, I mean, we were at the USPGA and you really needed to be a long hitter to win that. Mm -hmm. It was the longest, I think it was the longest golf course in major history, it was 7,800 yards. 800 yards, yeah. Longest golf course in major history, so a lot of the fields just aren't going to win it. I mean, yeah. Mickelson obviously winning it, but he's a long hitter. He's up there with Kepka and, and the rest of it. Mm. So I really like the fact that this is, this is going to be a very different test to something like the US PGA. It's shorter, but it's tight. You need a great short game. Yeah. You need to be hitting the greens. You need to have the ability to get it in play on the fairway. But the interesting fact about this golf course is as well, um, it's going to be breezy this week as well, which yeah, is yeah. good. Last week at the Scottish Open, it was quite calm, which is quite boring for a Lynx <laughs> golf course. You want the breeze to test people. But all the holes at Royal St George's are in different directions. So you might stand on the first and have downwind. You might stand on the second and have a left to right wind. And then you might stand on the third and have, be back into the breeze. So your ability to be able to control the spin of the ball in terms of right to left, left to right, high and low is going to be, it's, a, it's going to be a shot maker's golf course. If you can control the spin and get your ball in play, it's huge. And we spoke to um, the guy who looks after the stats and he sent some stuff through yesterday about the, about the course saying that 
hitting greens in regulation this week is is massive mm. like this has got one of the lowest greens in regulations um, I think it was like 55 percent or something like that um, average which is quite low so if you can hit greens in regulation this week then you are gaining shots on the field in order to hit greens in regulation you need to be in the fairway <laughs> because this is Absolutely. it's so tight around there you need to be in the fairway so yeah. it's going to be exciting to see that I think a lot of people can I say a lot of people can win it this year. I don't necessarily mean that. I mean that it's not just a Bombers golf course. Somebody like Aaron could win this week yeah. because he's not the longest, he's not the shortest, mm. but he's got the game to, to work his way around there, think, get it in play, strategy. It's, it's going to be a, a great test. Well, he's, good, he's good at hitting fairways, he's good at hitting greens and regulation. So that, that gives him a chance, it really does. And he can. And his, the good thing is he, he's driving at... Got for his standards had gone off a little bit, but now it's back on track. So again, it's all about the occasion as well, obviously. The thing for me is when, when we're playing those greens as well, and you'll notice this when you watch on the telly, that some of the greens, well, just hitting the green isn't going to be good enough. You are going to have to hit it in the right areas as well. So for instance, I keep getting mixed up. Is it the fourth or the fifth one with the big punch? I think it's the ball? fourth. It's, a, it's 495 yards. We totally got the line wrong off the tee. Andy, I admire what we felt was okay. And mm -hmm. we hit, and then we hit yours. Was we felt yours was cut a bit I too much. I thought mine was 25, 30 yards he off mine. He was <laughs> five to ten yards on the from the right rough. He was in the fairway. I was in the left rough. But then the approach shot that we had then was there's there's this big green which has a massive punch bowl at the front left of it, and then you can't really put a flag on the right, but then you can put flags on the back back left and the back right. But there, you, you can hit the green there. And if you fall down into that punch bowl, for instance, because it's 495 yards, if it's into the wind, you'll be hitting it. You could be hitting a three iron into that green. And if you don't make it up onto that top level, you can have some crazy putts. I really hope they put the flag in that punch bowl like we had it. I see a two there. Because I don't know where you hit your, t your second shot, but my second shot, I pulled it and it ended up five I, feet from I the flag. I pulled mine. Uh, yeah, same as yours. So, so, so we both missed the green, but you can, so when we had a little go at afterwards, we were, we, I saw Victor Hovland doing this on his Instagram, actually, check that out. He was pitching from off the green on the right-hand side, over, the, over the, the punch bowl, off the green, and then it was coming all the way back down. So you can definitely have a little bit of fun on that. that that's an extreme green, but there were definitely some greens where there's these spines going through the greens and undulations that they're going to have to be very mindful of in so just hitting the greens might not be enough well let, let's talk let's talk about Aaron actually because it is Aaron's first um, ever open championship and it's mm. um, it's just interesting he's played two majors now he did the US Open at Aaron Hills USPGA at Kiwa Island recently his first open championship which I'm pretty sure that this is going to be um, probably the most exciting one for him because yep. it's the open it's the history and it's in obviously England um, his game's good how do you think? How do you think he's going to do this week? What do you think he's going to be going in with Pierce? I know he doesn't think about outcome too much, but under under underneath all that, what do you think he'd be happy with this week? And how do you think he's going to do? He's going to want to make the cut, obviously, because that, I think that, that'll be something that just just clears his mind possibly a little bit. And he's got to be he's got to be saying to himself that he would like to be in the top twenty, but we don't we don't talk about that. We don't want. There's no point in putting that kind of pressure on. I think, look, I think the one thing is, when he went to Erin Hills, he was not ready to play that golf course. And it just so happened it was a beast of a golf course. Kepka was obviously playing a totally different game. He had a practice round with Xander Schauffele. We never heard of Xander Schauffele. He ended up coming fifth. And we're like, hang on a bit. 
he's playing a different game to him. And Aaron yeah. had a little bit of a left in his game at that point as well, so he, he couldn't quite get the he couldn't get the ball high enough with his long irons to get it to stop on the greens. So and that, that so that was his bit of an issue there. And the problem he had at Kiowa was it was just hard. Too, uh, you know, a lot of good players missed the cut there. So he was ready for Kiowa. He was playing great going into that week. But I think the good thing about this week is the problem we had with Kiwa, he was playing great. He was playing great on, in practice rounds and on the, on, the, on, the, on the golf course, on the practice tee. He hadn't played for six weeks. He hadn't played mm. a tournament for six weeks because yeah. of the schedule and because of COVID. So he was over-prepped from a practice point of view and under-prepped from a competitive point of view. Now, the good thing is this week now, he played, obviously, at the Irish. He did okay. He came 12th. He, he did well, obviously, at the Irish. He came 12th. He putted well, which is good, which is always nice to see with Aaron. He then obviously was um, defending his Scottish Open last week, and he and he put in a good he put in a good stint. I think he was top thirty, maybe was he thirty? Yeah, top four, yeah, top forty he was. Top so 40. so that, that wasn't too bad. Obviously, a much bigger field, but the golf course, as Andy said earlier, there was no wind and it softened up. So it turned it was into too a, easy. It, it was too easy. It <laughs> turned into a birdie golf course. So Aaron's score, actually, Aaron's score was probably very similar to what he finished. He shot last year. I think he was nine under, was he? This year? Nine under this year. And I think he was eleven under. Made the playoff last year. So the score was very similar. But obviously last year it was a lot harder. So if this golf course now, I'm getting to my point, if this golf course now gets really hard, windy, bouncy, tough to hit greens in regulation, then he, he's got a chance of actually doing well. Birdies are going to be hard to come by. We don't want it Pars to be a birdie are going first. to be hard to come by. Yeah. Um, and look, I mean, I think the good thing about a Lynx golf course and this type of golf course, it is suited to Aaron's game. He loves to shape the golf ball. He hits the low, high shot, whatever, whatever shot that, that, that you need. Aaron has. He's got a good short game now, um, but keeping it in play is his strength. And I think certainly for the person um, who's going to win this event, they're going to be really smart off the tee. They're going to hit these low ones, get it in play on the ground as quick as possible, and just hit the greens in regulation. Give themselves a chance of a birdie. Take their opportunities if they've got a green light to go for a flag that's accessible without too many danger. One of the things that Duncan said as well is that you need to avoid the bunkers around the greens because up and downing at the bunkers around the greens is really tough. I think Thomas Bjorn, was it Thomas Bjorn? I think he had a chance to win it. He hit that, one that there, and it? left it in the bunker. It come back to him. He did it a couple of times, didn't he? Was that um, St George's? I, I think so, yeah. Is it really? I remember at 16, I think it was. Yeah. I'm sure it was in the front, the front right bunker. So avoiding, avoiding the green side bunkers is going to be a, a key thing for this. So, you know, just playing to the greens and giving yourself the chances, avoiding those, those I mean, strategy, is, it, it's, it's, it's massive and this is what major tournaments do, major events, not only test every element of your game from long to short game, but they also test your ability to, to stick to your game plan and have a clear strategy and just not get influenced by sort of being too aggressive. You can't, you can't try and overpower a golf course like this. You have to play the percentage golf and take your opportunities when they come and, and just keep chugging along. Um, I mean, Weather this week is going to be good. I've checked yesterday. Weather's going to be reasonable. It's going to be breezy between, let's say, 15 and 30 miles an hour. If it stays like that, Pierce, what score, bit of breeze, what score do you think is going to win? We had five under one when Clarky when won. What would, you, what would you say that your score is going to be? I still think someone's going to shoot five. Five to seven under. I'd go seven under. I still think someone will do that, even yeah. if it gets windy. I, just I, think, I think it'll be. I think it'll be better than last than last time. Yeah. I think it'll be. I'm gonna say eight or nine. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine under. 
I'm, I'm going to say nine under is going to win. I think the, the thing is, that'd be well, tough though. Whenever you do these predictions, this is what always happens. This, from what I can remember, in my experience, you say, I'm trying to think of it. It might have even been the Masters or something. Whatever you say, let's say you say ten under is going to win it, and after round three, I think it was actually the USPGA Kiwa. After round three, pick someone's at ten under. They're not going to 15 under, not in the last round no. of a major championship. The leading group are not going to go four and five under in the last group because they're going to very much, whether they want to or not, they're going to be in a defensive mode and they're going to protect that score. So often you'll find that it could be like they're seven under going into the last round and they will stay at seven under. Yeah. And actually what will happen is more people will fall away off the pace in the last round because they'll be in a different mindset of not just playing golf, and trying to shoot a good score, they'll be chasing a score and then they'll make a mistake and it'll drop them back or the pressure will get to them. So that's what generally happens in these last rounds. So I think they'll get to they'll get to five, six, seven under for the for the after the third round and I think they'll just stay there. Yeah. And I think one thing that maybe again some something to take home for you guys as well is that one thing that's gonna happen this week, the players are gonna make bogeys. Bogeys are gonna happen Double bogeys are going to happen. It's really avoiding the it's a, it's avoiding the disaster holes, which is going to be crucial because a bogey isn't going to be a bad score. So because it's just one shot, whereas a double bogey or a triple could happen on this golf course. And I think for what you're going to see the pros do when they're in danger off the tee, if they're in the thick stuff, they can't be too aggressive because then that, there's a chance then of them racking up a double staying in the thick stuff so what i think you're going to see them do is that let's say they hit it in the thick rough off the tee and this is maybe a lesson for you guys they're going to be hitting sand wedge back in play leaving themselves maybe another sand wedge or maybe a wedge getting it on the green giving themselves a chance of a par a chance if it goes in fantastic but at the worst they're coming off with a bogey and they're going well look a bogey's okay because that's going to happen in a major championship round a difficult golf course and I think there's a good message for you guys there in normal normal play if you're in the, if you're in the thick stuff or if you're in trouble get it back in play remember you've got shots these guys haven't got any shots <laughs> most of you guys have got shots so just get it back and play get it on the green and give yourself an opportunity to save a par and at the worst walk off with a bogey because a bogey is still okay two things I'll add to that make sure you take extreme care first thing make sure you take extreme care when getting back into play I see too many people being nonchalant almost when they're in the rough they're chipping out and they just walk up to it and hit it and they're almost a bit frustrated that they're in that position and they don't end up getting them okay um, so that's the first thing and then the second thing and I spoke about this in our private members group we've actually got on a live right now as well so whenever we do these podcasts now whenever we can we want to do a live for the for our private members group and I put this video in there the other day and I said don't forget every shot has a beginning and every shot has an end uh, well duh of course it does but think about that so how do we get ourselves to a position where we go right I'm about to play a shot what's the beginning it might be the velcro on your glove the 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 button on your on your electric trolley it could be your golf cart brake whatever it is that's the signal for you to switch on and go, right, I need to focus. What's everything I need to do in order to hit the shot? Great, great strategy. Boom, off I go. And then when you hit the shot, there needs to be an end. That could be the Velcro on the glove coming off. It could be the button on the electrotory going back on. It could be the accelerator on the golf cart. But what I mean by that is it is the end of that shot. The end means it's the end. Do not take it onto the next shot. So if you have hit it into the rough and you've hacked it back onto the fairway and you're over your next shot, having already ended the last shot, please don't be thinking about it because you've ended it. You don't need to think about it. So you could be there with your seven iron in your hand going, oh, I can't believe I did that. Now there will be players this week who will be in that mindset. There will yeah. be a, there were players at Kiowa 
who were in the mindset. I mean, there's no way that Eric Van Rooyen was not... <laughs> he didn't finish that shot. He hadn't ended that shot on 16 by the time he got to his next shot. Sorry, no, 17. Nearly, nearly killed a caddy. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you know what? I, you have to be very mindful of that when you're playing. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we see this all the time, that... And this is maybe something to think about. I can think of a couple of players, a couple of people I teach actually, when I've played with them on the golf course, that they've, um, they've hit about a, a bad hole, but maybe a bad shot or whatever it is. And then maybe on the next hole or even two holes later, they're, they're still talking to me and going, I can't believe I hit it in that rough. Or I can't believe I three-putted the, uh, the 12th. Or they're still talking about a, a hole from two or three holes ago. And that is the worst thing. So they are still involved in that so make sure like Pierre said you are excuse me <laughs> you are focusing on what is next if you can focus on what's ahead of you as opposed to what behind you it's massive and the best players in the world will do that this week one person who loves links golf who is really good at this is Jordan Spieth he can forget about what's happened he just focuses on what he's what he's got to do and he carries on and, and, and sort of looks forward. Lucas Herbert did a great, um, mm. was a great example of this a couple of weeks ago when he won at the Irish Open. He had some shocking tee shots in the trees, all over the place. And I, I remember texting Pierce saying he's going to bottle it, but he didn't. And he, he really focused. He wasn't moaning about the shots that he hit. He was hitting some terrible ones. But what he did, he got up there and he, him and his caddy were having great conversation going, okay, what do I need to do? They were focusing on, and it, re it, it helps having a caddy because he can speak to him and his caddy can ask him questions and direct his focus. Unfortunately, amateurs don't have caddies, so you have to be your own caddy and, and help yourself focus on what you've got ahead of yourself. Ask yourself good questions, right, what do I need to do now to get back in play to minimise the mistakes? So there's lots you can learn from that really as well. Hi everyone, Andy here, just letting you know about something that we've created just for you. MeAndMyGolf.com is our membership platform that we believe is the best resource out there to improve your golf. And one of the questions that we get asked all the time is what's the difference between YouTube and the website? And the main difference being is that sometimes people can get lost in content on YouTube and not really having a clear structure or plan of where to go. So we wanted to create something that was, was really going to help golfers. We've got over a thousand uh, coaching videos on there, but our main thing or main feature on there are the coaching plans and we've seen some amazing results from these plans and these are basically carefully designed plans on all areas of the game so you don't have to think or worry about what to do we tell you exactly what to practice each week and whether you're looking to break a certain score fix a slice improve your putting or short game we have a plan that will suit you we're even staggered at some of the results that golfers are getting from these as well and we even have a private Facebook group where all of our members go and share experiences and support each other. Real nice place, positive place to be. And we'd love to see you over there and have the chance to help you with your game so make sure you head over to meandmygolf.com and check out your free trial with no obligations to join. Check it out and see if you can find a plan and become a part of this amazing community. So you, you spoke about players though. Let's should we get into our picks. Yeah, let's get into our picks. So we've had our prediction. You think Jordan Spieth's going to play well, but you said you're not. You haven't picked him yet, or well, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to pick Jordan, but I think he's just. He's just. I just think Birkdale when he when he yeah. he just he just he's just a grinder, isn't he? Mm. He just grits it out, focusing what he's got to do next, and he just he's got a will to get the ball in the hole. I always I always relate it. You wouldn't want to fight him because I think oh. he wouldn't give up. No, he's just um, yeah, he's just got that character, that strength of character. Similar to Harrington, Harrington's the same. When we chatted to him on the podcast, he was like, 
He's just always looking to get the best out of the situation instead of worrying about what's happened before. So, um, so who's your pick? And you have to tell me why. Let, I'll, I'll tell you why. Let, I want to talk about, before we get into maybe my pick, I want to talk about, because everyone, it'll be a hot topic, Bryson. Let's talk about Bryson and what we think he's going to do around this golf course, because it is short, it's tight. Mm. Do we think Bryson... What's what's he going to do? Is this going to? What's his strategy going to be? Is he going to be? Is he going to be unleashing bombs? He just can't do around this golf course, can he? So here's the thing that we I haven't even thought about until you just said that. Bryson, version 2.0 or whatever version this is of Bryson has never played in an open. So this no, was no hasn't. open last year. Obviously, this is last year's open. No. So the beast Bryson DeChambeau, beast mode version hasn't played in an open yet. So we don't know what he's going to do, but. Wind, I, wind, undulation. It's a very yeah. different test for him, isn't it? High, like high ball flight. How's he gonna? What what clubs he gonna put in the bag this week? Is his like his game's gonna have to completely change? I think he will change it up somewhat. He's got to, hasn't I he? I think he will. I think he will. And I think I heard, I've heard a few things that he's he's understanding more about this now. So it was, it was inevitable with Bryson that when he changed to do this. That was never going to be the end version of no. him. He's always going to look to constantly and never-ending improve. So I would say that he will have a version now that he'll bring to this golf course, which will be maybe a little bit of a hybrid. Having said that, maybe hybrid's the wrong club, but I think two iron, I mean, the good thing is for him, he, he can probably hit, hit that two miles. iron and, and, he, and he's probably going to be hitting it 280. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think he'd be fine. Do you? Th- I mean, he, I mean, a lot of people will be saying, "Oh, he can't play his game around this golf course. Um, he's too long. He hits the golf ball too high." But he's a smart guy. He's a very intelligent is, yeah, guy. So if he puts the right clubs in the bag and practices the right shots, which he will be doing, if he's hitting two iron or three iron off the tee, yeah. putting it in play and still hitting it two sixty with his three iron, yeah. well, that's going to put himself in a great in a great place. He's a good putter. Yeah, okay, a good wedge player. Yeah, it's a short golf course. Could he? Could he actually do well? Do you, what, what you put? Let's, let's, what, let's get your predictions. What do you think? What do you think, think he's going to do I think well? He, I think he'd be top fifteen. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't see why not. There's no, there's no reason to say why not. But the thing is, if he does have a bad hole or he blows it a little bit, and at Torrey Pines, he obviously had an issue. People can then easily allude to the fact. Well, if he hadn't have been doing that with his driver, he would have been okay. And he'd be like, well, look, the reason he did that is because of his driver. So, the fact is that. He's already dispelled the myth by him winning at uh, winged foot last year that you need... That golf course shouldn't have been done beatable the way that he did it, but he did that. So the fact that he's done that once, it doesn't really matter now. He can take on any golf course he wants within reason. This golf course, I do think he will have to change it up a little bit, and I think he will. But the thing is that this golf course, it will be better for him to hit those irons. It'd be interesting if we spoke to Duncan, actually, what's the reward for hitting it 350 down a hole on this golf course, because sometimes that doesn't actually work and you do have to tailor it. Yeah, to it. there's going to be certain holes that are that are green lights for the driver, and he's going to he's going to know that he can maybe miss it in the rough to the right, and it's okay potentially. So he's just going to understand yeah. what what holes he can unleash one, and what holes he needs to hit three iron and get it on the fairway. It's it's going to be exciting. It's, it's going to be. A, I'm really interested to see mm. how he does on this because I don't know. He could do well. But it means that his, his whole game's going to have to be totally different to what it used to be. So it's gonna, I'm, I'm looking forward to well, actually it, watching it. It is really. totally different to what it was anyway, whether he decides to change I mean, it. might not decide to do anything. He might yeah. not decide to change it. So, okay, let's get into... Um, I want to talk about a few players. I've, we've got a few players written on here. Um, we've got Ram, I've, I've got it here. Ram, DJ, Rory, 
Um, Fitzy, Xander, Tyrrell and JT. So the, these are obviously the top boys on form at the moment. John Rahm, I mean, on fire. World, world number two, he's gone back to world number two. DJ's just pipped him. I mean, 100% he, he's got the game for this golf course. I mean, could be easy to be a winner, couldn't it? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we don't need to probably talk too much about really. Ron because he's just so good, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I mean, he, he looks, I think, obviously, Memorial fired him up. He was obviously playing good golf in that tournament, so that I think obviously fired him up. I mean, I mean he's, he, you, you, whenever someone wins a major, you think, oh, well, that's it now, he could go crazy. And they don't really do that, with the exception of Tiger. They don't really go on a crazy run. I mean, maybe Kepko, I suppose, had a bit of a crazy run recently, Rory, about seven years ago at the end of that. But, yeah, why not? I mean, he could win. He's not my pick, though. I don't know. He's not my pick. I don't see anyone as... I don't see anybody, personally, mentally as good as Rahm out there at the moment. I just think he's such a competitor yeah. on the big stage when it matters most. He just, he just rises to the top. I mean, he's proved it, you know, so many times. He's just, he's just unbelievable. So you, you can't write him off. I mean, he's definitely going to be around. I think he's going to be up there. I think he'll, be, I think he'll be top 10 this week. Yeah. Um, okay, let, let's, let's talk. I mean, we've got world number one, and then we've got Rory, who's now world number 11. DJ's been a bit quiet. I don't think he's necessarily been on form. Um, I don't really know how he's playing, but I know he hasn't been that sort of on it lately. Yeah. What do we think about Rory? Rory missed the cut, cut last week in Ireland. Sorry, in Scotland. Did he Would, miss Ireland as well? No, he didn't miss no, Ireland. No, he didn't miss Ireland. Um, yeah. He missed Scotland. Um, so just quickly on DJ, he will inevitably get back into some sort of form. I mean, he's going to, I mean, I don't know, he's become world number one again. There's obviously a thing in Rahm's points that's uh, from two years ago, maybe. But the, for DJ, he's, he's already come, he's come second here before. So maybe this is what he needs. He needs to be out of this kind of golf course again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some of the memories he had from there. Good form round here. Good which form is round good. there so to, to do that. But then as far as Roy's concerned, look, he's still changing a few things. He's still trying to understand a few things. The fact that he won at Quail Hollow was amazing. The fact that he has then gone and performed hasn't been so good. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what Roy. I wouldn't want to. It's, diffi it's difficult, isn't it? I it think when you're missing really. a cut last week in real still conditions, um, obviously he's going through some swing changes. I know he changed his driver last week as well. Um, he's doing some stuff obviously with Pete Cowan. So when there's changes going on, I know Rory's going to come good. Um, this week, whether he's going to come good, I'd say it's going to be doubtful personally, just because of the fact that I think when, you, when you're going through changes and, and last week was probably relatively easy in mm. terms of the, the golf course setup. And then you put wind into the mix this week with tighter fairways and more rough. Rory's length, the yeah. height that he hits it. Mm. I think it's a tough combination if you're not on your game. So um, it'd be interesting to see how he does this week. I hope he does good because Rory's just a, he's just brilliant. And I, I think he's, a, he's an amazing um, person and great ambassador for the game. So I hope he does well. But based on current form, that might be tough. Um, okay, let's go to... Should we go to our picks then, Pish? You did ask me for my pick about 10 minutes ago. I, 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 I'll go with mine. I don't think he knows. I think he's, good. <laughs> no, I think I've he's winging mine. it. I've got mine. Okay, I'm going to go... I'm going with this this guy because his tee to green is great. His ability to put and hole out is unbelievable, and he's probably, I would say, up there, almost up there with Ram from a from a mental stage, um, sorry, mental standpoint. And I know this from speaking to people like Pete Cowan and and um, his coach uh, Mike Walker, um, and that's Matthew Fitzpatrick because finished second last week, and he's and he's not particularly playing very well apparently. 
and he finished second last week. Um, so I just think this guy, great iron player, hits it reasonably straight, doesn't hit it super high. I think he's my pick for this week. I think yeah. uh, I'd like, yeah, I'd like to see him do it as well. He's a, he's a, he's a good, uh, yeah. He's a great, he's a great a, lad as well. He's yeah. always very, he's always very, you know, friendly to us. He seems to be, he's got a good rep of being a nice guy as well. Just actually, Kieran has just actually joined the uh, our Facebook group. Hi, Kieran. So he is, uh, Kieran is one of the winners when we played, actually, no, he is the winner when we played at uh, Royal St. George's. And well, yeah, we're just talking about that. So, so nice of him to bring Keith along as well. <clears throat> So yeah, but, who's your pick? So yeah, I'm going so to oh, I mean that's really good. I'm going to go um, Tyrrell Hatton. I think, I think he's. We're going English, aren't we? Oh, we are going, going English, English. Yeah, it's, a, it's an English Open. So well, let's maybe because we didn't win the um, European Championships, we've got to pick something to win, haven't we? <laughs> English. Let's not, not. Let's not go there. So uh, for, for Tyrrell, for me, the reason I think is that you already mentioned that you know Duncan said his last time, 55% of the greens were hit. So yes, the emphasis is on being a good iron player and hitting those greens, but it just tells you that you probably are going to miss a lot of greens. Material short game, under the gun, is just brilliant. I can't wait to see him at the Ryder Cup this year. I think his short game is just exceptional. He puts well, he's gritty, he's determined. He's in decent form. He had a top 10, I think, or a top 15 this last week. I just think that he's maturing all the time. Since he had his wrist operation, I spoke to him before he was having the wrist operation, and they were quite nervous that the, the people had these wrist operations that he was going to have. And it was kind of the end of. I mean, Wesley Bryan, I don't think it's the same one. He's had, a, had the wrist operation. He's had to have another one, obviously. Yeah, yeah. He's only just coming back from that. But for Tyrrell, as soon as he had it, it, like, it healed brilliantly. And then he was, had the full green light to go and practice. He never really, really was able to do that. So I just think that he is maturing all the time. Of course, he's a bit, he's a bit of a head case. You know, he knows how to win, though, doesn't if he? If you're feeling glum, stick up your thumb. I mean, that's quite, it was, that was cool what they did there. But he does... He does get upset but again i always think does he it's kind of like ram as long as you if you're getting upset as long as you know that there's the end to that shot yeah so i think tyrrell's pretty good at turning off the end of that shot so he'll he'll finish a shot even though he might moan about it i think he'll finish that shot yeah he's not so, moaning about it on the next tee is no, he <laughs> no he's relatively long he's he's a good iron player you know he's relatively straight but he's got an amazing short game i'm looking forward to seeing him deal with some rough shots to be fair next yeah week. i think i, mean, I it, really hope to see his, him in short, the his short game his, his short game skills are just really really good and i don't think they're underrated i think people do rate them so yeah he's my winner you, he, he's your winner so you're going you're going he's from, my winner um you're going yeah Tyrrell Hatton, Tyrrell Hatton going Fitzpatrick. i'm just going to quickly go into the see if i've got any questions from here yeah i'm gonna look in the in a Facebook group okay, as well. We've got, we've got a few questions. Let's go one. to Instagram here. We've got a few questions. Um, let's have a little look. Number one tip to improve your chipping. There's, none of these are about the open pierce. Okay. <laughs> okay, someone said any, any outside bets. We've already gone with those. I think Aaron's a good outside bet. I think it's his first open, which I don't know, maybe the occasion. Um, I mean, the occasion doesn't really bother Aaron too much, but um, he's definitely a good bet. Um, okay, what tips would you give? Here we go. What tips would you give playing off slopes at Royal St George's? It has some monsters. I think the first thing is is understanding how the slope affects the shot. So knowing that a ball above your feet is going to go left, knowing that a ball below your feet is going to go right, um, and then allowing for that in your aim. And generally, people don't aim enough to the right or left based on the slope that they've got. And then understanding. If you've got, let's say, for instance, a, um, a downhill slope 
understanding where your weight needs to be in order to get the right contact. So contact is just crucial on these lines and understanding yeah. what you need to do in those situations. Your balance and your lower body is, is really important on these uneven lies. So I'd say just understanding, first of all, learn well, when you're on a slope, what's gonna happen. Club selection's gonna be different. Um, your aim needs to be different as well. So do more than what you actually think you should do. Aim yeah. a little bit more to the right on the ball above. Aim a little bit more to the left on the ball below and just really focus on keeping that lower body as stable as possible. On so those I, shots. I like that, allow for the slope, understand what the slope is gonna do and then allow for the slope as far as the contact point is concerned. One thing also at St George's, match that to the wind that you have yes. because the wind's gonna be a player in there as well. Got one from our private Facebook group down there, Peter Machechny. Um, I have pronounced that correctly, is the, what do we prefer to see in a, you thought I, that, I said that wrong then. I think no, I, I, no I would have said Peter Malcolm, because he's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you got it, you, you, Peter you exactly, yeah. <laughs> but he said, what do you prefer to see when the players are at the tournament venues? Do you prefer to see a really tough course where it's only a couple under, or do you prefer to see them shoot the lights out? What do you prefer? Um, Shooting the lights out? No. 18 under, 20 under? No. Or tougher? I want to see it tough, because, Shooting the lights out doesn't test their mental mental strength to deal with adversity, and I really like I like I love Kiwa because seeing the players lose their um, how do I say this um, lose their nerve <laughs> um, <laughs> and their mind <laughs> was was great because it just shows that look you know golf is hard but you need to be able to deal with the 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 bad shots because the bad shots are gonna are gonna happen but this is what separates the best from the rest your ability to deal with that and move on and stay. So, yeah, so for me, yeah, I, I like to see it tough. I like to see it only be a couple under because you've really got to work for it and, and battle out for pars. Battling out and, and, and yeah, staying with it is just, for four rounds as well, it's yep. just hard work. I, I like to see it tough, personally. Tough, tough but fair. Yeah. As long as it's fair. Yeah, exactly. And that's and obviously, I know some US Opens have gone against that a little bit. Yep. But... Okay, I've got a question from, um, this is from Bree, Brit84. Do you have any techniques to help stay positive on the golf course? Um, I think that, that maybe positive might not be the right word, but I think hopeful and patient is probably a good thing to think about. You know, staying positive, like I will be, this will be a good shot, I will do well here. I think just staying open to possibility. You know, if you've started with a double bogey or you've had a double bogey, it is hard to sometimes stay positive because you, you know, it's quite hard to deal with that sometimes. But how many times, Pierce, let's say, let's go back to sort of Oxley days when we used to play more competitively. Mm -hmm. You play the front nine and you might be, let's say, five over and you might be not necessarily happy, but you stay in it and you stay hopeful and you end up going shooting four under back nine and you go, I'm so happy that I just stayed open to possibility there because I've salvaged a good score. But not only have you salvaged a good score, you've developed some character along the way. So I think you've really just got to, staying positive, it's, I think it's staying open to possibility. Anything could happen, never ever giving up and making sure that when you're playing golf, bad stuff's gonna happen. Just continue to do your best on each shot. And then at the end of the round, see what happens. Do not give up because if you give up, then you're losing that ability to develop your character as well, irrespective of the golf course. Tiger Woods is the, 100% the best. If Tiger Woods was shooting, was gonna shoot a 90, he would be trying really hard to hold that last putt on the green to shoot a 90. He wouldn't be going, he'd be doing his very best on that. So staying hopeful, anything can happen. You can change it around in one hole um, 
and that's, just being possible. That's all down to habits and belief then that is as well, because obviously Tiger with his dad would 100% have worked really hard at that and don't give up on anything. He had that 10, didn't he, Augusta, and then he actually yeah. came back and he was like four or five under for yeah, the next exactly. eight holes. On the 12th, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah um, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. So uh, Mitchell Lowbridge in our private Facebook group has asked the question, how do you cope with firm greens? Especially when it's windy and you may want to keep the ball flight lower like they would do at St. George's. And do you have to almost rely on some bounces and things like that? What I would say with that, Mitchell, is that if you're playing into firm greens, you're just going to have to understand that you are going to have to land the golf ball short. But also know when it's not too bad to go big as well. So it comes into your strategy. So you've got to look at the hole and go, well, if the trouble's all at the front, then you've got to accept that you're going to pitch the green and it's going to go through. That's fine. If the trouble's all at the the back of the green, then being well short is fine. I think you just need to understand what the contours are like on the ground that you've got to pitch short on when it comes to the green. The other option that you have got, and this is maybe for the higher skilled golfer who's got a good short game, and particularly a good bunker game, is that sometimes you might be better off going towards the bunker in some instances on some of the holes. Yeah. Now, we spoke to... Uh, Corey Lundberg, who's Harry Higgs's coach. Uh, Corey Lundberg does the um, Earn Your Edge podcast as well with Cameron McCormick. Make sure you check that out. It's a really good podcast. Now, he was we, we were speaking to him at the USPGA and he was talking about the fact that they may well be going for shots where they're going for, they're missing the, they're going to miss the green on purpose. They're going to go for a bunker. Kind of like Jordan Spieth, missing the fairway on purpose. they aiming for the rough in Burkdale. Yeah. So you just need to understand where the best possible chance for you to play the next shot under the most comfort, if that makes sense. Yeah. So sometimes it might be making sure it's short, making sure it goes big and it misses the danger short, or even maybe even going for the bunker. But as far as techniques concerned, the best you can strike it, then obviously, yes, that will obviously help. A softer ball, they will all help. But sometimes the greens are that firm, it just doesn't really matter. And I actually prefer that if I've got a, if I'm playing into firm greens, I'll actually prefer to hit it a little bit lower anyway. Just hit it low and, and, and be more, bank yourself more to hit it in the right line and then it'll bounce forward and as opposed to going, well, I need to hit it really high and get it to stop because that doesn't really work. Yeah, there's definitely an element of luck in, involved in that, but calculated luck, you need to understand where your landing spot is and as Pierce said, pitching it short really. Well, our short podcast, Andy, we've turned it into a 40-minute one, of course. Well, as always, we said, oh, we can just jump on for 20 minutes, talk about the Open, and we talk about, obviously, we getting you guys involved as well, which is always good. But look, I'm really excited. We're heading down there this afternoon. Good drive down to Kent, and then tomorrow we're going to be at the golf course, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be good to uh, just see the players and what they're doing and seeing yeah. the prep with it, really, seeing the type of shots that they're going to be hitting off certain holes. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to... Maybe we should go and check out Bryson tomorrow and just see some yeah. of the, the, the how he's playing really. And uh, we're gonna we, we're gonna do a live I think down there as well for you guys. So for the private Facebook group anyway. Yeah. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Screenshot this if you're listening on so sorry if you if you're listening on um, on one of our podcast uh, uh, platforms. Screenshot this. Tag us in on social on Instagram and let us know who you think is going to win the Open. Pierce is going with Tyrrell. I'm going with Fitzpatrick. Seven under Tyrrell. Seven under. Nine under Fitzpatrick. Nine under Fitzpatrick. Let's see who uh, who comes out on top. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll look forward to speaking to you soon. See you later. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you found some great value in it, and if you did, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. 
Also, let us know your feedback by leaving us a rating or review over on iTunes. And remember, if you want to go deeper and really improve your game, head over to meandmygolf.com and start your free trial and check out one of the many plans that are seeing incredible results. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to speaking to you next week.